Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what up, Jeffrey? Moody, first one in the live. Shannon and Felix. What's up? What up, guys? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Drop below where you're calling in from. I want to see where everyone's joining in from. We started to get international out here, which is pretty dope. Felix, yo. Nico FC 2008. Welcome to the live. What's the new ball? Oh, the new ball. Let you see it. I was actually training with the ball a little bit. It's nice. It's decent. You know what's crazy? So this one's the, the new updated logo. One of the newer balls, but I've already been working on upgrading this and making it better. So basically, we're, we're working on making like an $80 ball that we can sell for 30 bucks. It's going to be next level. So right now, this one's like a, this one's like a $60 ball that we're selling for 30 bucks. But I want to get the ball quality up to like the $90 ball, the $110, $20 ball, but keep the price at $30. So the Perfect Soccer Soccer Ball, training ball, is flames. It's already... It's already a great price, it's a great product, and then also we have the lifetime registered warranty, which if you didn't know about, now you know, Christian, welcome to the call. T-K-A-S-Z-A-7, welcome. Lakota, welcome. J-D-O-W-D, welcome. Paul Marie, welcome. Happy to have you guys. Drop below where you're calling in from. Drop below, and as you guys know, Welcome to another beautiful, amazing, magical, educational, thoughtful, wisdom-induced show called the Ask a Soccer Pro Show. My name is Quincy Maraqua, 10-year MLS pro, here with you, guiding you on this journey of magic, wonder, and wisdom, Episode 11. Yep, that's where we're at. I think we're episode 11. Todor helps me edit these, and Todor, if it's episode 12, go ahead and put 12 on it. But I think we're episode 11. Oh, man. Chicho! Welcome to the call, man! I've been meaning to call you, man. I was actually going to call you yesterday. But then a bunch of stuff went on fire at my business, so I didn't give you a call. But I was going to call you this weekend. What up, man? I miss you. What have you been up to? Yeah, I had to change the pants. It's cold in here. The shorts were going. But yeah, guys, you know what it is. It's episode 10 of the Ask a Soccer Pro Show, where it is your opportunity to get any and all your magical questions asked, but more importantly, answered, every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, over on the perfect underscore soccer account. Last week we went deep on some stuff, guys. It was a good one. It was a good week. A lot of you guys joined me there. Yes. The jacket. Hey, what up? What's going on? Yeah, we're working on it. The wife made the custom the custom piece. Welcome. Oh, man. What, uh, Crossbar. You guys need to go check out Crossbar. Awesome company. Awesome owner. Solid content creator. Artist. And Overall badass, doing some dope stuff over there. Yo, Tay, drop your link if you got it, so they can go check that out. I know, bro. I said I'm gonna call you. I just needed, I need time. Been, been strapped on time lately. But yeah, guys, you know what it is. Drop below. Drop some of your questions and stuff. Let me know where you're calling in from. Abdor, Dorla Birth. Welcome. Flatter, thank you. This is us. Okay, here you go. Let me pin that. Pin comment. Yeet. There you go. Yeah, guys, check that out. She's doing some dope stuff. Met her this at the conference. As you guys know, too, 
I've been slacking on the vlog. Well, I haven't actually been slacking on the vlog. We've been building and putting so many different things together that I haven't had a chance to have our editor work on the blog on the vlog because we're putting a bunch of other stuff in place on the content side. So you guys are already noticing Ross is going live every day on the account. Um, we, we're updating all of our product line. We've updated the book. We updated. Man, we've updated everything. All of our systems and processes, Perfect Soccer Skills Academy, our online training centers. Um, man, there's so much stuff that's going on uh, that partnerships, uh, shout out Axio Soccer. We, we did a partnership with them. We've got that going. Um, we got a couple more influencers on the brand, more partners, so I just haven't been able to be doing that. Andy, what up? Welcome to the line. Luis Felipe, number one rule of soccer is... The chip is always on, and people just don't understand it. They're not ready for it. Chips always on, bro. Chips and dips. Yes, guys, welcome to the live. I appreciate having you here. Go ahead and let me know any questions that you got, and we'll get we'll get going into it today. Um, let me see what we got here. Okay. Lancaster. Oh, shout out Lancaster. I used to play, so I played, what was it? Oh, man. I played for the Bakersfield Alliance back from my youth um, club soccer days, but we played in Silver Elite, and our home field, one of our home fields was in Lancaster, California, so I, I was always out there for a long time. And Jeffrey, you know what? That's a great question on the giveaways. I'm always doing giveaways. I got myself into trouble the last two weeks on the giveaways because two of the winners of the giveaways were based in Canada. And I don't know what's going on with Trump and shipping and everything around the world, but to ship these soccer balls was costing like $65 just to ship them from California to Canada, which is ridiculous. So uh, obviously they, they're getting that stuff, and that hit a, that took a huge hit to my wallet, especially now that I'm unemployed because I don't have a contract right now. But you know what? I do it for you guys, and I appreciate you. And because you did what we talked about, and you did what we said, and I did not specify that it wasn't. I couldn't limit it to anywhere in the world. Those people still got their soccer balls. But I've wised up and I've smartened up. So the giveaways moving forward, I'm going to have to do something like in between, uh, like access to our online training center, Perfect Soccer Skills Academy. So there you go. That's something that is valuable. We charge a decent little amount of money for, and I'll give you access to our training center uh, for free in today's giveaway. Um, also digital access to our book if you don't, have it already so you can get the physical copy you guys already know that but then also the digital so with the giveaway Jordan come up with a, an idea for the giveaway that we could do today man and uh, what what the people should do to enter but yeah um, you know how it goes guys so let's jump right into it um, Okay, Andy asks, so Andy asks, how challenging is uh, having a relationship and getting traded? And that has a lot to do with the nature of your relationship. So you guys already know the seven, well, if you just are joining, you now know about the seven-step AmeriQual process, which is basically the vision of our company and brand, Perfect Soccer, what we built all this around, what I speak to a lot about, and the philosophies of the Mental Strength League. We're out here playing MSL, guys, and if you didn't know we're playing MSL, then you're losing to the people who are playing MSL because, yeah, we're playing a game right now, and if you're not participating, then that must mean you're losing that game. And to that point, how did I develop this mentality? How have I been applying this mentality? And more importantly, how can you apply the lessons I've learned from adopting this mentality over the course of my 10-year career and apply it to your everyday life? And the best part is, it applies to anything and everything. So with regard to the relationship, like I said, it comes down to the nature of the relationship. So like how honest are you with, with the, with the long-term goal of the relationship you're currently in? And where I would say it gets difficult in getting traded and having a relationship is if you're not committed to that individual for the long-term, right? If, if it's more of a short-term thing and you're not thinking beyond six months or a year, I think the strain of getting traded is one that you can't, 
if you make it through, it'll be very difficult. And if the idea isn't for it to be long-term, then it doesn't make sense in the first place anyway. So, for instance, in my particular situation, Serene and I, when we started dating um, towards the last, what was it? The last year of my college, yeah, of college, we met in college. Uh, the idea for us was we we're going to get married eventually one day. So all the trades and her traveling around the world and uh, running professional track and me getting traded all over the United States and Canada to play soccer, um, that was just part of the business. You had, to, you had to be honest with yourselves and then also honest as a couple as to what what it was and what your expectations were both short-term and long-term and then you find mutual agreement that makes sense for both of you and then you you take initiative right you take initiative and then you hold yourselves accountable to the things that you said that you're you're open and willing to commit to and do and if you can do that you can get through everything and anything so Andy hopefully that an answers your question with regard to that that's the first I think relationship question we've answered on the Ask a Soccer Pro show since uh, we've been here. Let's see what else we got over here. Lance.M-A-I-S Burger. Yeah, I think Burger. Asked, what are the best all-around attributes for a soccer player? Best all-around attribute. All-around attributes. Well, I, I guess I think the most important attribute of a player is their mentality. Like how strong or weak are they mentally? Because you could be an amazing player technically, tactically, skillfully, athletically, but if you're weak mentally, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter. You could be the fastest, strongest, most skilled person on the entire field, but if someone says that you suck or they yell at you and you completely break down and you cry and you don't want the ball and you can't, you can't move and do anything anymore, then what good does all that speed, athleticism, and all that do for you. It doesn't do much. It makes the job of the other people around you much easier and it makes it harder for your team to um, win the game. So I would say that's the most that's the most important attribute. Now in terms of attributes obviously there's a lot more that goes into becoming a player beyond your mental ability. I consider mental, mentality and your mental strength the foundation and the pillar, uh, the foundation that you build everything else on, you know, build the house on. But um, we've broken down what attributes the player, a player should be inclined to improve or at least understand, and that is in our book, The Perfect Soccer Player Blueprint, Master the Nine Keys to Soccer Success. But guess what? The nine keys are those nine attributes, so let's go through them so you no. So first and foremost is mentality. Number one is mentality, and that speaks to what I was talking about there. So um, if, if you're trying to improve anything other than that first, that's what you got to get right first. You get that right, everything else falls into place. If you work backwards, it doesn't matter. And we could talk a little bit about how people tend to – this is a good transition. So I'm going to talk – I'm going to uh, – Go over this, so you got the nine, the nine keys and those attributes, and then I'll break down how most people go about building, and how successful people go about building. So okay, so you got mentality, then confidence, and confidence is just kind of, um, it's a, uh, what do you call it? I'm forgetting the word that I'm searching for, but it's basically it's a derivative of of mentality, right? Confidence is the result of a strong mentality because your mentality. Confidence is a state of mind, but it is it is its own thing standing alone to the point that uh, we consider it a second thing. Then uh, then you've got soccer IQ, then your technical ability, quickness. Now, um, quickness is like mental quickness as well as actual quickness, like physical quickness. Um, agility, uh, we define agility more as your ability to maintain balance and control at while moving. And uh, fitness, which is... Uh, which is a huge one. That's the one that I hate the most and is most difficult for me, but the one that I make sure that I have to do. And if you guys uh, follow my personal account and uh, you know watch any of my stories and stuff, most of the things I talk about are after I've done my fitness and my running. And uh, it's the part of the game that I hate the most and sucks the most and is the least fun for me, but is most important in... Uh, 
allowing me to be able to play this game still. So, uh, then finally, or the final two would be recovery, because obviously all of this doesn't matter if you burn yourself out and you, you break yourself down to the point that you can't do it again the next day or the next week or the next year. So recovery, and more importantly, these are a lot of things, which is why a lot of players, parents and coaches, when they say, oh, I want to go pro or I want to help someone go pro or whatever, uh, they don't understand what they're really saying. That's why everyone says that they can go pro or they want to go pro or they want to play college soccer. We're here to help you do that if that's what you really want to do. But if you're not fully aware and understanding how much work goes into this and what it takes to do that, you're setting yourself up for, for failure. So if you uh, fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And we want to reverse that. So the final one is time management. So how do you bring that all together? How do you do that? And... Um, yeah, still have a life. Because like I said, hey, I'm still playing pro soccer. I've been playing pro soccer over 10 years. Played in, played four years of college soccer. And I played youth soccer all the way from 3 to 17. And I've got a business, Perfect Soccer. I have a marketing company. I have an investment group. I have a lot of other stuff. We're writing books and doing all this other stuff. So guess what? You can do it. It's not difficult and it's not impossible. It just takes work and it takes self-discipline. And that's what I'm here to hopefully help you to achieve and do. Don't make excuses. Take action. Yeah, but you know what is the best part about this book right here? Is it's free. So you have no excuse and no reason not to get it. So go over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash book and get yours if you haven't already. And then what did I want to talk about? So let's let's answer another question. Let's answer a couple more questions and then I'll I'll pull out the whiteboard. Yeah. Man, so I apparently forgot about my own show, but now I'm back in, so that's okay. Rough day, about to cheer me up, that's right. That's right, memes, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror, looking at me, looking at you, and say, hey, guess what? No one beats me but me, and I don't lose. I went to, I went to UC Davis. University, California, Davis. Okay, let me see. Uh, Criminal asks, what are tactical ability and technical ability? Okay, so tactical ability is um, tactics. So tactical, tactic, tactic Tuesdays. So what Ross goes over every Tuesday for you guys over on the Perfect Soccer Channel, if you're not following there, you definitely need to be. So tactics are the tactics of the game, right? Um, strategy of the game, movement. Uh, position positions on the field defensively, offensively, counterattack, um, counterattack, uh, attacking, all of that. Like what you do in response to the to your opponent, but also what your opponent has to has to be able to do in response to you. So that's tactics. Technical ability are is more individual what's your first touch like how is your passing how's your um how's your distribution um your overall ball control and ability to uh to manipulate your body with the ball in a manner that can help you beat players or at least be dangerous on the field so that's the difference between the two um criminal said i got the book it's amazing yeah, that's what I like to hear. What's something big that, you know what, what's something big that uh, kind of was like an aha moment to you or had you change your perspective as to what you thought it was versus what it actually, what it actually is? I'd like to get a little bit of feedback on that. Um, oh, Andy asked if I'm planning on hitting up the, the men's national team game on Saturday. No, I'm not. Uh, but I did talk to Sean Johnson. He, he told me there in San Jose, he'd hit me up cause he thought I was out there, but I'm not in, um, I'm not in San Jose right now. So I probably won't make it. Um, let's see what we got. Oh, let me see. Bang. Thank you, Andy, for dropping that link. Which cleat is better, Adidas Predator or Adidas X? To be honest with you, I don't know the difference between the two, and I'd, I've never really cared to know much about uh, cleats. I just put the ones on, and if they feel good, then I play. So, 
best skills to Robert said best skills to work on for a center back. Um, best skills. It's just your first touch. I'd say that's for every single player on the field. It doesn't really matter your position. Your first touch is the most is the most important technical skill that you have because that's the one thing that will create you the most time on the ball on the field, which will make everything else easier. So the real focus should be trying to figure out the things that you can do that make the jobs of everything else easier. So it's really saying like, be the type of player that that when you're on the field the players around you are better as a result of it. Not worse, not not the type of player that when you're on the field or you're in the play, everyone else has to work harder or it's more difficult. Hopefully that makes sense. Toughest place to play in MLS? I'd probably say Houston. Houston, when it's like an afternoon game with the humidity, it's ridiculous. It's like... It's not even, it's, it's a completely different game. It's like, uh, I'm envious of like NBA players because no matter where they go, the court's the same size, it, the ball's the same size, the rim's the same height, they play in like air conditioning. It's ridiculous. In, uh, in, in MLS, one day you can be on turf in the rain in 75 degree weather in Portland and then the next week you're in you know, it's like four in the afternoon in Houston and humidity is like 120% and it's 95 degrees. And then you go to, I don't know, Toronto the week after that. And it's like 30 degrees outside. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, three days of starting with a lot of books. Okay. Yeah. So let's see what else we got here. Yeah. Uh, Bakalaka, B A L A A H K A Y, asked, uh, Will you ever start up with the vlogs again on YouTube? Miss you on the quakes. I kind of covered that a little bit at the beginning of the live. But yes, I will. I will start back up the, the vlogs. They'll probably be a little bit different than they were in the past in terms of like, you know, to be able to do vlogs like that with the guys in the locker room, you have to have a pretty good relationship with the guys. They got to be comfortable with you and like what you're doing and also trust that, um, you know, you're, you're not just recording in their face all the time. So um, at the very least, I know we've been recording some of the stuff that we've been working on. And, uh, I know we'll have that stuff together here soon. So hopefully we'll get those back up and running in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining. Thank you for joining. Let's see what we got here. Mask. up. Carrie, what up? Welcome to the call. Soccer dot high school. Welcome, welcome. MSL. MSL, baby dad. That's right. Um, let me see. Ah, okay. Uh, Pab Pablo Dalla underscore soccer asks, as a 15-year-old, what can I do to try and get scouted into college soccer? So, okay. You can do a lot of things, which I think is the reason why most people don't do anything or they don't do any one thing long enough. I think the most important thing is networking. And um, networking is marketing yourself getting out there, uh, getting into the awareness of coaches and letting them know that you exist for, for one. And more importantly, that you are extremely interested in joining their program and being a part of what they're building there and selling yourself in a manner that shows that who you are, what you do and what you bring to the table aligns with what they want at their program level. So you've got to put in some work, right? You got to do some research. You got to you got to learn about the program, know who the head coach is, understand what the 
school's record is, what it was the year before, um, maybe some of the people who've been a part of the program, learn a little bit of history of the school itself, do some research as to the academic side of it, why uh, not only would you be a good fit for the program from a soccer pers perspective, but why the school is, why you're a good school, uh, good fit for the school academically. Um, and now, now that's, that's assuming you have the proper grades. That's assuming you've, you've tested appropriately um, and you're taking the adequate classes to be eligible to get into that school academically on your own. So if you haven't done those things before you can even do that and start networking and doing that, you need to get your butt in order on the academic side of stuff. Because especially in the college programs, it doesn't matter how good you are on the soccer field, if you cannot get into the school on a, your own academic merit, uh, coaches aren't going to bother talking to you or looking at you. And they'll, they'll pick a player who's half as good as you at good as you because these coaches are limited in their in their resources, they're limited in their financing, uh, and they're limited in their abilities to pull strings uh, for players who will make it difficult for them to get uh, to get them in. So, yeah, those are th some things that you need to be doing or can do. Um, uh, adorable at birth. <laughs> Decent. Ask, okay, so I sprained my ankle recently and I'm still wearing a boot. So, like, do you have any advice for exercising to strengthen my ankle or something? Um, first and foremost, speak to a specialist when it comes to injuries and making sure that you have adequately diagnosed what your injury is. Assuming your injury is just a sprain, then um, I definitely know a lot of uh, mobility work is good, um, balance work on a balance ball, or not a balance ball, but a foam pad. So, um, foam pad work, and then um, resistance band work, but not um, not overly not overly aggressive resistance band work. And then over uh, ice and ice and stem if you can, ice at least, um, compression, and just good old fashioned rest will help you recover. Let's see, let's see. When you retire, do you think you'll miss? Okay, so here you go. Um, Andy asks, when you retire, do you think you'll miss the game or the guys more? Uh, I'd miss the guys more because the game, you can keep playing the game after you retired, right? Like, so, I guess. Okay, so. The most fun... Of so uh, the most fun part of soccer is playing soccer. And when you go pro, that's the thing you get to do the least. So the one thing that most people get wrong and have a misunderstanding when it comes to the professional game is that like you're getting to do what you love to do. And you do. Technically, you are, right? You're, you're getting to do what you love, soccer. But because someone's paying you money, now they get to decide when you play, how often you play, what position you play, if you play, and that doesn't matter, and, and, and the decisions they make on whether or whether or not you play might not have anything to do with how you're playing or where you, where you stack up comparatively to the people in there. It might have everything to do with the fact that someone else makes more money than you, so they're going to play that guy over you no matter what. doesn't matter what you do, what you say, or how you play. You're not playing over that guy. So... Um, that's what professional soccer is. And that's why I say it's the mental strength league. Because how do, you, how do you react and what do you do when you know that the dude in front of you is going to play no matter what you do. The dude in front of you is going to play. And no matter how well you do, you won't get a chance to play the game that you love no matter what. So... What do you do in that situation? And what I say, well, many, like 99.9% .9 of people uh, fall off is they think that once it's unfair, once it isn't fair, and once uh, things aren't going their way, then they stop working. They stop doing what they should be doing because they're mad at their, outs their outside circumstances, what's outside of them. Like what's happening outside of their own control. So because something is outside of their, their own control, 
the only thing that they're in control of, they're now going to sabotage. This is how people self-sabotage. And here's the thing. You might not know you're self-sabotaging. And you might think you're doing it to get back at this person or that person or what's the point because even if I do really well, I'm never going to get a chance. Yeah, guess what? That might be true. But if you don't do the work and you aren't ready and you aren't prepared, what if in training tomorrow a coach from another team in another organization, another program who's looking for a player just like you is watching and you're out of shape and you're not doing well or you're pouting on the field because things aren't going your way? Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-Pro, that's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. And that could have been the opportunity that you had to get to a new team, a new club, a new organization, and have a starting role for a club that you get to play for for the next 10 years. And guess what? You don't get that anymore. You miss out on that opportunity because you pouted and you cried and you complained just because this dude right here in the short term, remember we think long term, because this dude in the short term is unfair. Because this dude in the short term's son is the player on the team. Or because he doesn't like you because of whatever reason, right? If you allow what other people think of you and what other people have currently have control over you to dictate your actions and what you do and the integrity you have and how you navigate, you are letting them win. You're letting them win. And that's what professional sports is. Professional sports is dealing with all of those variables, all of those potentialities, all of those obstacles, all of that prejudice, all of that, you know, um, doubt, all of the, all of that, and still balling all that up, balling it all up, just tucking it deep down and using that as motivation to prove everybody wrong. That's what you have to do if you want to play pro, you want to make it here a long time. And if you're thinking, if you're thinking the reason you want to play pro is because it's the, the sport that you love and you want to, and it's, and and it's because you get to play the sport that you love. That is a piece of it, but it is 5% of it. Maybe 5, 10, 10%, 10% max. 90% is a bunch of stuff you'd rather not do. You, at least for me, let me, let me rephrase that. Okay. I don't want to run, but it's required. Running is a huge part of the game, right? I don't want to have to always be fit, but you do. I don't want to have to always do my recovery routine and stretch and foam roll and spend extra time in the gym and come in before and go in after and then do my therapy and all that. Like I don't I'm not I don't want to do that. But I need to do that if I want to be in the best to create the best opportunities for myself to be able to excel and perform when I do get to play. So for the 10% of the time of the game that I enjoy, the 10% of the time that I'm striving for and I want to be a part of, 90% of the work and the things that I have to do are things I don't like, things I don't, if I had the choice, I would not do. And uh, that's where you have to get mentally to be able to be successful at something at the professional level. So I won't say that that's necessary. I wouldn't say that that's the the mentality that you need, um, you know, to play in your local rec league or your local, you know, team for fun. But, hey, we're here talking about what it takes to be an Excel at the professional level. And, um, you know, here we only tell you what we know and what we've learned through our own personal experiences. And we only teach you how to do things we've done for ourselves. So if uh, if we haven't done it, we're not going to tell you how, how to do it. And... Um, more importantly, we're here to teach you how to critically think for yourself and figure out figure out how to make it work for yourself. So we're here to give you the tools, and your your job is to figure out how best to use them for you. Yeah, there you go. That was a good. That was a good one. That's a good question. I hope that gave you a little bit there. All right, all right. I'm back. Yeah, rough day today. Good. I hope. I hope you heard. What I just talked about, because we don't, we're not here feeling sorry for ourselves. 
We figure out what the issue is. We create a plan of action, and then we implement, execute, and dominate and win. That's what we do because that's what we do over here. We win. Um, Chris, ex Chris Mar said, I saw you play versus Orlando City once. Huh. I think we, yeah, I played, I was in Orlando last year. Played on the road there. Okay, uh, Jeffrey asks, Jeffrey asks, how important is going, joining a club, sorry, let me see, okay. How important is joining a club team to play college? I'm not on one, but I want to play at the next level and don't want, and don't want to not get it because I'm not at a club team. Well, if there's a, your number one goal is to play at the highest level you possibly can with in your area. And if you can travel to get there, then that's what you have to do. But you want to play at the highest level you possibly can and you can get access to. Because here's the thing. As time passes, those who are playing at a higher level of competition are getting more looks at, at a faster pace with smarter players. So even if you're doing all the individual training on your own and you're working on your own and you're watching all that you can and you're doing everything that you can, you're not getting the reps. right? Reading... Um, Reading, reading a thousand books about how to build a car, though you might know every step of the process and know exactly what it takes to build the car, you, you're never going to build a car faster than a dude who's built a hundred cars, right? So if you, you read a thousand books on building cars and you go to compete with the person who's built 10 cars, the person who's built 10 cars is going to beat you in speed and putting it together because they just have more experience doing it than you. Um, a lot of books are theory. And um, that's a big reason why uh, why we wrote this book different. We, it's not theory. It's it's how to. It's a process. So we call it the blueprint. So it's just a blueprint. It's something that it's something that you use to build moving forward. So it's more so saying like, hey, um, how, well, let me think of a better analogy. Uh, it's like Legos. Most people are selling books or writing books where it's like a, a castle. They say, oh, hey, look, it's a castle. And the other person selling a book, here's a skyscraper. Another person selling a, you know what I mean, uh, here's a barn. What we're saying is, here is the brick. Here is the wood. Here are the nails. Here are the screws. Here are, here's this concrete. And then here's where you can go learn how to build a house. Here's how you can learn how to build a barn. Here's how you can learn how to build a castle. And each one requires different uh, tools. Each one requires different skill sets. Each one requires different materials. But each one all needs um, each one all needs uh, tools, right? Each one needs a hammer. You need a hammer for every single one, every single job. You need. You need nails. You need screws. You get what I'm saying? So that's what we're talking about here. The mentality. The mentality is the nail. The mentality is the screw. The, the mentality is the tool. The mentality is what you will use to um, acquire the knowledge necessary to, and the, the fortitude and the perseverance to, to learn what's necessary to build the castle, if that's what you want to build or build the barn, or start with the doghouse, and then from there, use what you learn from that to build, you know, the, the treehouse. And then from there, you use the treehouse, you build the, you know, the, the studio apartment, and like that, right? Like, slow and steady. Um, it will take just as long to, to destroy as it takes to build. So don't be in such a rush to, to build the tallest building in the world. Just uh, build the best building you can with what you have around you right now. And with that experience and that knowledge, use that to build a better version of that. And then use that knowledge to build a better version of that. You're only trying to beat who you were yesterday. That's it. And if you fall off the wagon, then you hop back on and you start over again and you just keep going. And you, you put your head down and you work on the right things and you work on yourself for long enough and eventually you're going to start to see some big differences between where you are and where everyone else around you who says they want to be where you are is saying. And when you see that, you double down and you do even more. That's where a lot of people get complacent, they think, because now they can see the difference and the distance between them and everyone around them. And they've found, figured something out. They figured something out that other people haven't figured out yet. They assume that they can... Um, 
they can relax or they and they or or get complacent and that's the time where you you double down no problem no problem oh, what up we hand welcome um thoughts on the Giovinco Almarone transfer uh my thoughts are you think everyone's finally paying attention to the fact that MLS hasn't been a retirement league for a while? I don't know if they're picking up on that or not yet, but I guess we'll see. We're just a bunch of retirement players who don't understand football. We don't understand the football. But I think it'll be another like two years where clubs overseas can start can keep snaking players for like uh very cheap fees, undervalued, just because people are still a little bit weary on the American the American system and the players that we develop and the difficulty of our league, especially the mental side of it. Um, let's see what we got here. So true. Uh, do you like the Montreal city? Yes, I do. It's a beautiful city. I like it a lot. It's very family friendly. I think, uh, the Canadian government does a great job of, um, like keeping the public spaces very, very, um, very, welcoming, very welcoming. Like, you know, it's just, a, it's a nice place. I enjoy it. Okay. Um, it's Lewis said what I would say is you keep playing your game by making mindset that they can think it was certain about. Okay. I think he's talking to someone in the, in the, in the comments. Uh, how can I make a DA Academy team while playing at a number four in-state club from Illinois? You'll have to ask Ross that because Ross is from Chicago. He knows. So the reason why Ross and I make such a great team is um, Ross understands soccer, especially youth soccer and just just American soccer on a level that I, I don't even understand at all. Like So as most of you guys know, um, I'm, a, I'm a visual learner, so I learn through – experience and just kind of throw me into throw me into the environment and I'll just figure it out and uh, and from that I'll create my plan of attack and I'll just go that way um, and uh, Ross is a as a student of the game and a lover of the game and a fan of the game so so the difference between us is I, I'm a student of the game but a student through experience and watching so I'm not watching when I'm watching soccer or I'm watching stuff I'm not watching as a fan I'm not watching it to enjoy as much as in the way that most people enjoy watching a game. I'm watching it to learn because I've, I've figured out a way mentally to trick myself into enjoying learning. So if I'm not learning from what I'm watching, I'm not enjoying it. So I've developed that habit over a long period of time. So now if, if I don't feel I'm learning anything from what I'm watching, it almost makes me like physically sick. It's, it's a little bit weird, but like my brain knows that I'm not getting anything out of what I'm watching. So it makes me not want to watch it anymore. Like I get, I get sick. So like, let's say like really pointless YouTube videos of just like, what was it? Some, one of my friends was sharing something with me and it was just like, it was just, just stuff that I don't feel is going to, okay, so here's a better, let me better explain this. Um, when I'm watching something, the first question I ask myself is through watching this and taking in this information and listening to what this person is telling me or what, what they're, what they're giving me, because I, I listen to everyone equally, right? I have to assess is, is the information and in what they're teaching or sharing with me going to be worth more to me in the future or less to me in the future? And if the, if the answer to that question is less, then I need to spend my time elsewhere, right? So like, I don't even know. Let's say watching prank uh, prank videos. So some people enjoy that and that's fun. So like if you're watching a prank videos on YouTube for like an hour and um, that lets you get away and escape and you know what I mean, relax and decompress and now tomorrow you're more energized and you work harder, then okay, do that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. For me, when I'm watching that, it's not doing that for me. So if I'm going to say, look, why am I going to spend an hour watching this if, if, uh, if it's not going to be more valuable, so tomorrow I'm not going to be more energized. I'm not going to have more 
knowledge. I'm not going to have new ideas that I can attack and implement. So it's not, it's not something I want to participate in or spend much of my time doing. For me, it's a waste of time, and I like to spend my time on things I'm investing in. So I don't like to spend time. I like to invest time. And um, I believe everyone is investing their time, and you only determine if it was spent after the fact. So an investment means it yielded you greater results than when you started. Spent means it yields you less. So I spent time. Okay, so and it also depends on the perspective you take. So, for instance, I spent time playing my video game for 10 hours, right? Well, I spent time if I didn't get anything out of that 10 hours spent playing those video games. But you might say, well, I got happiness out of that 10 hours. So then I say, okay, well, then you invested 10 hours of your time to yield yourself happiness. So now it's an investment, depending on the perspective you take. But if all you did was play video games for 10 hours a day for a year and you didn't do anything else, that happiness now isn't an investment. You spent you spent it because now you're sacrificing, you're spending uh, future happiness. Got it? So now, now because you spent, because you invested your time in your happiness, which was video games, but you spent too much time in the video games because it now is no longer an investment in your happiness, it's robbing your future self of future happiness. Because now you can't spend any time playing video games because now you've spent all your time doing things to make up for the fact that you don't have enough money to do that anymore or you, you, you no longer are maintaining the grades that you need, you lost your job or whatever. So perspective, guys, it just depends on the perspective you take. So it's like at any moment, take the short-term perspective and the long-term perspective and then find a common ground and negotiate with yourself. You're, uh, okay, this is good too. You're always constantly negotiating with your future self. So, do I really need to eat this ice cream right now? Well, present Quincy will be happy. But future Quincy might not be so happy. Because maybe, you know, um, he, he gives him the bubble guts and he's not feeling too good. So future Quincy's over here pissed off at past Quincy for making a decision that he knew... His future self would not appreciate him for that. So you got to ask yourself, are you setting your future self up for success? If so, what are you doing? And yourself now, are you thanking your, your past version of you for where you are currently, right? And those are the decisions you're constantly having to make in every moment. And you understand a decision now is a result later. And a result later will, will determine, based on your ability to self-reflect, will determine the decision that you make in the future. And making mistakes is okay, but repeating the same mistake is a waste of time, right? So making a mistake is a great investment of your time, but repeating that same mistake is, is not, right? turns into from an investment to spending. And if you could pay other people to learn from their mistakes, you're now investing in the mistakes of others. And that accelerates your learning and that accelerates your knowledge, which now accelerates the speed at which you can gain experience. Haven't thought haven't said that out loud. I've thought through that a lot, but that's that's basically what it is. That's my philosophy. That's part of my philosophy and what has worked for me. And um, hopefully that helps you better have more clarity as to how to orient how to orient where you are and who you believe yourself to be now in alignment with who you want to be or become, and then create a path to get there. Yo, Ryan, welcome to the call. Yo, Ryan is the general manager of our B Pro division that we just finally launched. And guys, I've talked about it generally. Uh, he's helping me get it, he's helping me get the final kind of touches together. But we're we're working on putting together a soccer mentors program. So this would be this would be a it'd be like a total it, it's a total package, total program. So what it would be is um, 
we'd create a process for which we figure out what your individual soccer goals are, or your personal goals, or just your life goals in general. Obviously, all of us are kind of connected here through soccer, so that tends to be the goals that individuals are setting for themselves. I know this is with players, but it's also with parents and coaches, and getting an understanding of what their goals are, what uh, goals are for, for coaching, goals are for life, goals are for your kids, uh, goals are for yourself personally, and then uh, breaking those goals down into a plan and creating your, basically, a, a weekly program that you are to go through, and we connect once every two weeks, where we do one-on-one -on -one coaching and one-on-one -on -one, um, strategic planning of of your goals and kind of work in that way. So we're building out that soccer mentorship program. So if that's something you guys would be interested in, make sure you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O. B -E -P -R -O. Get on the list there. And when we launch the soccer mentors program, uh, you'll be one of the first people who will have access to joining that. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how many people would be interested in it and what the feedback for the program will be, but it's basically connecting you with a pro player and breaking down all the all these ideas, all these philosophies, all these experiences that we have into a program so you can implement it and start tracking your results and getting getting wherever you want to go faster. So that's what we're doing. And now that I'm in kind of that free agency year, I've had a chance to finally put this whole thing together that's kind of been in this head for a while uh, so we can start doing this remotely. So th basically, now that I think about it more, it's more like this but on a one-on-one -on -one, on, on a one-on-one -on -one basis specific to what you're doing, what your goals are, what you want to do. So if you're interested in working with anyone on our team individually, one-on-one, -on, -one, on a bi-weekly basis with a soccer-specific plan, soccer-specific goal, uh, training program, all of that stuff built out for you and someone to hold you accountable because I'm realizing and very much understanding a lot of people struggle with accountability. Um, yeah, we're your mental strength coaches. That's really what we are. So the soccer, soccer mentors program is your mental strength coach program. So if you're interested in getting on with that, make sure to join perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro. You're a legend with your stranger's goals. I'm Honduran, but MLS, it's part of my life. Yeah! What up, Mario? Love our international MLS fans. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Let's see what else we got here. Guys, as always, I appreciate having you here. We got about 10 minutes left before Instagram kicks me off. And I appreciate everyone joining in. What I would say is, let me think. And what I got to do is just got to pre-plan better. So I'm going to start pre-planning the giveaways before the calls. So I'm not just doing it on the fly and trying to make something up. I'm needing to very much understand. Tribal Footy just joined. What up? Um... I'm very much needing to understand what like what services what is it that you guys are needing like we're we're coming up with the soccer mentors program and wanting to do that and obviously we'll get the feedback and understand how and if that is something people are interested in and wanting but what is what is it that you feel like you're missing? What is it that you we could create or make that you feel you need? So for those of you who can send me an email at contact at perfectsoccerskills.com. You can send me a, a email, you know, lay out lay out for me what you're struggling with, what you think you need and why you think you need it and some um, some issues or problems that you've had in the past and and, uh, and uh, email that over to me so I can so I can use that to better better navigate moving forward and you do that and I'll get you some uh, uh, let me think. 
trying to think, because you guys can get the book. We'll figure it out. You send that over to me, and I'll, I'll make, you guys already know, I make the prize worthwhile. So, that's something that I'm needing, needing help with. Is this worth it, or train with a normal ball? Okay, uh, Jordan's asking about the, yeah. So, Jordan, I'd say, uh, you, a normal ball will suffice. A normal ball is, will work great. That's just a, that's just a tool and a piece of equipment that could, that could help increase the number of repetitions in the duration of time that you're, that you're using it. So, um, maybe, maybe a ball, maybe you don't have someone to practice long range passes with, and you don't have a wall that you can necessarily go to to get the long range passes. That, uh, that tool gives you the ability to, that tool gives you the ability to kind of strike the ball with the long range passes and it still comes back to you and you can work on your first touch. So that just completely comes down to if, if that's, um, that, that completely comes down to if that's something you would like to add to your soccer tool belt. Uh, Ruben asks, are ACL braces needed for sports after surgery? I mean, immediately after surgery, yes. But I guess if you're asking beyond beyond the recovery time and the proper physical therapy regimen, then if your therapist says it's no longer required, then it is no longer required. So I'd, I'd leave that up to your specialist and where they say you are. Um, I worked with a specialist, Kevin, at... Oh, man, what was the name of it? You can look at my vlog episodes. Uh, man, what, what was the name of his... We did a lot of bio... Uh, biometric agility work and like everything with the cameras and stuff competitive edge that's what it is I, was, I couldn't I was wondering why I couldn't remember so competitive edge so check out my vlogs you'll see some of my uh, rehab program when I did my ACL so I did my ACL LCL IT band bicep femoris popliteus tenement and something else right so blew it out blew it out proper it's supposed to be I think a recovery Recovery was anywhere from 14 to 18 months. It was supposed to be 14 to 18 months, and pretty likely it'd be career-ending. I was back in eight months. I was back in eight months, and, um, you know, a big part of that, obviously, was, you know, the work and everything that we put in, but I also um, made sure to get the best treatment I possibly could and I spent some time at Competitive Edge and we really broke down where I was at and it helped me to better assess where I was in the process and know when I could push and when I needed to to relax and to do that. So really getting in tune with your body and understanding what you need and how you need it, especially on the recovery side of things, is very important uh, for players. Um, if you were a manager of a team, would you sign Alfonso Davies? Yes, I would. On an MLS team? Yeah. thousand percent. Um, what is your favorite book that gave you fire knowledge about life? Whee. I haven't I haven't read too many books on life and philosophy. I, I read a lot of like how to books and how to um what do you call them? Like I said, I like to learn. So most of the books that I'm reading are like how to learn to do something or how to improve at something. So for instance, let's see. Two books. Two books that I read, you guys would have saw if you're following on the vlog. I just I had read um, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. That was good by Pat Elon Lynn Connie. I don't know how to say his name right. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. 
You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.